brown girl link up it's a celebration every time we link up the brown girl link up the brown girl link up it's a celebration every time we hey what's up everybody i am the empress shari dubois and i'm carrera and you're now listening to the brown girl link up hey Shar. hey porsche how are you doing today I am good. No complaints. I am not feeling the snow too much, but um, besides that, I'm great. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm doing all right. Enjoying my snow day. I haven't gone out to shovel anything. I'm just enjoying being indoors and relaxing. So I, I can't really complain. Um, getting ready for Christmas. I haven't done any of my shopping, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself this weekend when I try to get everything that I need to get on my list. So I'm gonna be pretty stressed out. But overall, I'm doing all right. Girl, how many people do you have to shop for? Christmas is for the kids. So I got to get, um, I got to shop for five babies now. Jesse just had a baby today. Congratulations oh, to Jesse. Yay. But um, in my, on my list, maybe, maybe eight people all together, nine people all together, including the kids. And you're waiting till this weekend to get it all done. I know. I, I, I was horrible for that. Horrible for that. <laughs> I thought I was bad. I just finished up all my shopping today. I'm done, I think. Oh, oh so I but I do everything online though. So I'm just hoping everything gets here in time. I know for a fact like one of my sister's gifts is gonna be late, but um mm-hmm. other than that, I'm hoping everything gets in on time. So if not, just know it's coming. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm super excited about our episode today. For everybody who's listening, we have an artist and a creative that's joining us for this episode of the Brown Girl Link Up, and I hope you guys can help give a very warm welcome to Miss Sydney Cheyenne. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> so me. thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have some people who are going to be listening. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your artistry? Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm Sydney Cheyenne. I'm 25, and I've been doing music since about 2013, officially, like, Sydney Cheyenne, this is who I am. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter, but I dibble-dabble in a little bit of rapping, so I'm just an overall creative with music. I started off writing poetry, and then from there, I found a voice in it. I used to have really bad stage Right. I never thought I would be doing this, um, but I overcame a lot of fears and here I am. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, but I moved here when I was three. Here is Atlanta. Um, and ever since then, yeah, like it's been a journey. Um, yeah, Atlanta has made me, um, raised me and I'm just out here. I've been really just building my career, building myself through music and just learning along the journey and hopefully creating spaces for women in the industry. That's a big goal of mine. And I just want to use my voice so that I can inspire a lot of other women to use theirs. Oh, that's amazing. What's been the best part about your journey so far? The growth, um, seeing me doing things or seeing me here in a place I never thought I would be. I think that's the best part. And also even um, hearing that you are inspiring people, even if it's just one person or two people, not giving up. I mean, I said 2013, so it's seven years and counting going on, you know, a lifetime. And I feel like that's just the biggest thing for me, along with meeting a lot of different people, networking with a lot of different people. But the growth in itself for me has just been amazing. Like, I'm very, very happy. Even through the challenges, I can honestly say I'm happy I went through all of that stuff because I feel resilient, you know, so... 
What was the moment in 2013 where you're like, you know what, I want to go ahead and I want to sing and I want to write songs and I really want to go ahead and pursue music like with my passion and professionally? Like, what was that moment for you? Well, I actually did some open mics and um, I was in a lot of groups. Like I was trying to find myself, you know, like, okay, so what happened was I have to tell you the the background story. So I moved here when I was three with my mom Um, and then she got a job my sophomore year of high school. And so we moved back to Indianapolis. So I went to Indianapolis and graduated there and went to college there for a couple of years. And then we ended up rerouting back to 2013. And my cousin, he was a heavy producer and he was always making music and I was always there. And I was so competitive at that time. And I'm like, I can do this. You know, this is me, you know, being in that environment. It just allowed me to have a voice in recording. And then from there, I started doing open mics, just really like trying it out, you know, never singing before. And it was just like the first time I performed, I, I knew right then and there, oh, this is made for me. Like, so, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. What was it like moving from Atlanta? So you were at, in Atlanta when you were three years old up until the time you went to high school. Then you yeah. spent some time in Indianapolis and went to school there. And then you ended up coming back to Atlanta. Exactly. Um, honestly, I was so mad. I'm not going to lie. I finally had, I just, I, I was going to a new school, like a new high school, um, Grady High School here and. I was meeting so many different people. I was in the city and I just did not want to move back to Indianapolis. It was such a different, it was different for me. Um, And it took me a long time to really like get in that mindset because even though I'm from Indianapolis, I didn't have, I didn't really know much about it because I would visit there. But of course, you know, Atlanta really raised me. Um, So going from there and then having to adapt to come back here was definitely because it was like I went in the middle of my early preteen teenage life back to Indianapolis. And then now in my early adult life, I'm back in Atlanta. So it was almost like I had to refine myself here because like seven, eight, nine, 10, 13, 14 here versus being 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. It's like such a big difference. You know what I mean? And it was definitely an adjustment. I think also relationships when you move at certain times in your life they can be monumental because you know high school is when you meet your people college is when you meet your people so if you move in between that it does create like a distance sometimes and it is hard to connect or keep a tribe that same tribe you know how people be like I've been talking to her or being friends with her for 10-15 years we did this we did that that definitely was something that affected you know the move it did affect um but you know it's life how are you enjoying the Atlanta music scene? Um, I'm enjoying, you know what? It's so funny because it's so much to it, but it, it's so inspiring. But at the same time, I think that it is very, um, it's just like, a, I don't even know. It's like a double, it's like a double thing, double edged sword here, because that in one instance, it's so many opportunities. It's so many talented people here. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, you can go outside tomorrow and literally become the biggest thing. You know, that's how it feels like it's, it's like that. But then also because it is so saturated here, um, personally and in your mind, it definitely can throw you off if you're not super focused on your art or if you don't, you are. And I will say that, but I love the scene. I love the fact that the network and I wish the networking was even better and even bigger, but 
like you were talking about earlier about Clubhouse and stuff like that, I feel like those type of things are kind of opening it up better. But um, the music scene is vast here. I mean, you could meet a rock star, uh, like the and then the instrumentalists here. I mean, there's so many. It's just so many talented people here. So many. So. Do you have a list of people that you're interested in working with, whether they are in ATL or people who are, I don't know, famous or even from out of the country? Like, do you have a list of people that you'd like to work with? Oh, yes. Um, Okay, so I'll start with some people here, just some like local artists. Like there's a person called Schooly. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a part of Schooly a long time ago. Um, I've been listening to him for a long time. To collab with him, I feel like would be really dope because I really love his music. And I'm a songwriter, so I would love to collab with him on an artist side and just a pen side. Um, Tierra Thomas, Janae Aiko would love to. Even Summer Walker would love to collab with her. Um, it's a lot of people. It's SZA, um I even like uh, Earth Gang is really dope. Black is really dope. Um, everybody at LVRN is really dope. Would love to collab with them. Um, I love Ruby Rose. I love all the ratchet rap. So I'm <laughs> that. I really like, honestly, I'm open to collab with anybody as long as I believe in their art. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Just really believing you, you know, you really feeling it no matter what you're doing. You know, music is so subjective. It's not as like, as it used to be, you know, like, oh, if you rap, you did this type of rapper. Oh, if you sang, you sang like this, you know, it's not really like that now. So um, I'm open. But yeah, those are like the top people. And of course, Drake, I had like, <laughs> have to want to work with him because I feel like his talent is unmatched one and his reach is unmatched. So it's just like, of course. I feel like every songwriter has like so much respect for Drake and he always makes the list of people to collab with. And exactly. And it's weird because we can talk about how people can say that he's not really writing his music and stuff like that all the time. But when you're a songwriter, most of the time, like if you're an artist now, I'm realizing most of these people aren't just sitting down and writing every possible lyric on that song. You know, it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. Right. It tends to be like a group of people coming together to create a song. Exactly. And I didn't know that at first. Coming into the music, I didn't know that. As a songwriter, I didn't know how rare it was to be an artist and a songwriter. I didn't know that that wasn't a thing. Oh, you write your music too? It's like, yeah, who doesn't? Like, right. <laughs> We're going to see how 10 people are literally making this perfect record, which I understand. I definitely do. Yeah, it's a collaborative thing and it takes sometimes a lot of people to get the science behind it right. Exactly. The science. That's accurate. Facts. Yeah. So um, we see that you just put out a project, Spring Clean. Yes. yes. Um, is that a project? Did you did you have a lot of songwriters come in and assist you with that? Or was that all you? Or how did that come about? Yeah, that was all me. Um, I did collab with one person on one of the tracks, which is Language of Lies. And I recorded that day before I made the even thought of the album Spring Clean and it just so happened to make the project I actually recorded Spring Clean at home in quarantine so it was like a very homemade type of project a very like oh I want to put out a project we in the house you know I'm trying to purge all my feelings I'm trying to age I'm trying to pack my bags and I'm trying to get it out so that was just that was what Spring Clean was about it was very honest it was very from the heart but also 
I wanted to motivate myself and others in the in the pandemic, you know, because everything was really slow, especially when I was um because you know Atlanta's open now. Not open. <laughs> especially when I when I released it. Atlanta, we were really locked on lockdown. Like we couldn't go outside and stuff like that, go out and do things that we're able to do now. So yeah, um, just me. Okay. Uh, it definitely doesn't sound homemade as you called it. It sounds really? great. As I, I took a listen to it. I really like the song. Uh what's this? Ooh ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you like ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like ooh. Uh, <laughs> but yes, you, you definitely did your thing on that project. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's funny, we were talking um earlier about how Atlanta is like its own country and y'all have your own thing that's going on down there. So while the rest of the country is on lockdown, Atlanta's doing exactly what you guys want to do, like with the parties and extravaganza. Y'all just doing your own thing down there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> love it. I can't even be mad at it. As much as like, of course, I want people to be safe, but I'm all about living the life, you know, living your life. And I think that as long as you're taking the precautions, I'm not saying that we just need to be out here like a thousand people deep, but you know, Atlanta is motivating people to still push, especially in the art scene. I feel like they, it is motivating everybody else that isn't necessarily here to still feel like they're here because it's like at least one part, it, at least something is still moving. You know what I mean? And it just makes everything feel like it's open. That's how I feel. So, yeah. Okay, because I was convinced y'all had the vaccine before everybody else. <laughs> I think the vaccine is going outside and just being um, immune at the, at a point. Wow, <laughs> that's the <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be getting back outside soon enough. So when when the world does open back up, what would you like that to look like for your music? Like, what do you have planned in twenty twenty one, and what's going to happen like when open when outside opens back up? A lot of traveling. Um, I don't want to limit myself here. You know, as much as I want to continue to network and grow here, I want to grow everywhere. You know, I want to collab with people and, of course, tour, do different shows. So touring and setting up that definitely is my focus in 2021, especially because now I have so much music, so much good release music and so much good unreleased music. Um, so now it's like, okay, I can really focus on honing in on live shows, you know, being live, being able to have that actual connection with people and them actually really being able to see and feel your story live, because I think that's important for music. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, and a, a lot of different visuals as well. And hopefully the visuals will incorporate me traveling. So it won't just be me, you know, stuck in this box in Atlanta, just exploring. That's my word i'm gonna be exploring next year for sure how much how much do you draw on your own like personal experiences for music i know you said like during the pandemic you wanted to write and create and like kind of purge your feelings where else do you draw inspiration from everybody everything um different stories different things i hear especially if i hear the same thing a lot of times you know like say I feel a certain type of way and then I hear somebody else and like they're going through a similar situation or a similar type of feeling that definitely inspires me because then this is like, oh, this is a topic. This is literally spirit talking to me. This is a topic that I need to address because this is what we're all going through. Um, so I definitely start with my own personal things, but then I like see 
it all comes to me. It's so weird. Even when I'm like, what, like out, just going outside and I'm like, Hmm, I need to write about that. Or I need to, or a word will pop up. Um, I just get inspiration from different things, honestly, everywhere. What song would you say is your, your favorite from spring clean? My favorite probably would either be Time or Fuck What You Thinking. Those are my two favorite records. Yeah. Um, Fuck What You Thinking because I think that it's just like a run-on sentence of really just like, I do not really care about how you feel about me and I'm going to continue to succeed regardless of how you feel. And I was going through like a really, I had went through a really bad breakup at a point. And Spring Clean was, you know how you have already broken up. Y'all ain't talked for any time, but it still feels like you're still going through the breakup. You're still sad. It's like, what in the world? So Fuck What You Thinking was one of them records. It's just like all that stuff that you try to put in my head about what I can and cannot do. I don't mm. I really like taking off that coat and really just like talking my stuff. And I really enjoyed the feeling of it. And it's so ethereal to me. Um, and then Time, the dude Crankman that collabed on it, he's actually a producer too, but he rapped on it and his verse surprised me. And that record definitely makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like I done made it already. I don't know. It gives me like this feeling of like, yeah, I don't know, like just a very, very inspirational feeling. So those are my two faves. So I have to ask your opinion since you're a songwriter. I know recently this past Saturday, there was supposed to be a versus battle with Keisha Cole and Ashanti, but unfortunately Ashanti ended up testing positive for COVID and they canceled mm-hmm. the versus. Who did you have winning the versus battle this past weekend? If it would have played out. Oh, probably Keisha. But the crazy thing is I ain't even gonna lie. I don't know. It's so hard. That, that was like one because I think I was a bigger fan of Ashanti than I was Keisha Cole, to be honest. But as a songwriter and the more and more I've researched her and stuff, I know that I know that Ashanti is a great songwriter, but I know that Keisha, I think that she might have been out a little longer. Her time might have been a little longer as far as behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. Because I know Ashanti, she took a long break from what from to my knowledge. And so that's the only reason why I think that she might not have one because Keisha might have a little more than Ashanti and that's why I say Keisha like fairness but my favorite is Ashanti she she definitely that era I mean that era was just a a time so yeah I made a face once you said Keisha because I I don't know I didn't know which way you were gonna to which way you were gonna go but I'm definitely um a big fan of Ashanti she had a great run I think the I think the murder ink stuff kind of hurt her a little bit but you made a really good point that Keisha probably had a longer run she was in the spotlight and in the mainstream a little Mm -hmm. longer and I think I've even heard talks about how Keisha Cole knew Tupac or something crazy like that like a, a, like a west coast Oakland type of situation okay. so uh Keisha was doing her thing behind the scenes for a very very long time long time so, yeah yeah I feel you though on Ashanti I knew when I, when you that face, I was like, but I mean I had to say it because I'm like you know I can't be biased my bias opinion I would have went with her because Ashanti was my era like that was when I remember putting her in my little um CD, CD player. <laughs> what was it? The little hand. What was it called? This man. A Walkman. A hand. Yeah. The handheld. A CD walkman. player. The Walkman. I'm, 
I'm jamming to her. <laughs> and I don't even know what she's talking about because I'm young, but yeah. So. Did you grow up watching 106 in Park? I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. I watched every... I think when it I think when it started getting like I think when Bow Wow started doing it, I think that's when I kind of fell off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but I watched it like when it was in its prime up until it started to kind of fade mm-hmm. away. Okay. Now I know um this past Saturday a lot of people were disappointed mm-hmm. that the versus battle didn't take place. So a lot of people like crashed Clubhouse. You're on Clubhouse, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am on Clubhouse. I'm not on it as much. I try to, like, not be on it that much. But I do, like, my boyfriend, he listens to it okay. a lot. So <laughs> I hear him. But I'm on it. Like, I'm on it enough. Like, I, I have my little pings and my manager, he'll ping me and all that stuff. So Yeah, for anybody who's listening, Clubhouse is a new app. It is still in beta testing. And right now it's invite only. And it's a social media platform that allows people the opportunity to listen in a bunch of different rooms. And I guess you can call them like panel discussions on a variety of different topics. It can be about real estate, stocks, taxes, music, entertainment, entertainment, anything you're looking for, like Clubhouse Clubhouse has a room about it, and there's so many executives and producers and ARs and influencers, just people from all different walks who are professional who get on these get in these rooms and they have discussions, and it's a really great networking opportunity. So um, I've only been on it for a week now. I love it so far. I spent most of my day on it today, and I had to keep telling myself to like, girl, turn off your phone. Like you have things you got to do. So um, Club Clubhouse is awesome, and it's a really great um, networking opportunity. So if you're listening. You're probably hearing us mention Clubhouse for the first time, and this is a, a part of the way we were able to connect to Sydney Cheyenne. So you said your boyfriend listens to it a lot, and you said that you try to listen here and there. Or, I mean, I get like I'm on it like at least like once a day, you know, just to hear it. Like if it's of course with the songwriters and the PR, I only listen to the to the things that I really want to gain knowledge in. I will get into like some of the dramas. <laughs> You know, I mean, because like you said, it's easy to get lost in it. That's why I try to like, I'm really trying not to be on my phone as much socially because I can get caught up in it to the point where three, four hours have passed and I'm still in the same exact, I listen to the same people and I'm like, what are you doing? Like you said, you got stuff to do. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to get into Clubhouse. I'm kind of like you, just like a, a once a day type thing. I'm still trying to figure it out that's me (laughs) (laughs) trying to find my way in it and like I love it though I love but I love to listen more so like I think for me I just have to find my way of like listening but still being like I am this this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. listen to me (laughs) that's the like the vibe for me it's that thin line (laughs) of you know so that's yeah that's that's the that's the problem for me right now but I'm getting it so so when you're not listening to Clubhouse or if you're not working on music, what other type of things do you do to help pass the time? Um, I love to meditate. I meditate a lot. Um, I, I meditate. I go to sleep meditating. I wake up meditating. I make sure that I at least am quiet at least 15 minutes out of the day, but I try to push it to like 30. Um, I used to listen to a lot of audiobooks, but I've been pushing myself to stop being so impatient and actually read a book because I love to read. But like this year in 2020, I just, well, probably for the last two years, you go, you go, you go, and you just don't read. Like you don't do it. So 
been, um, you know, reading this book called Imagining Success. And I love to sew. That's another thing that I do in my pastime. I'm really into fashion. I know you you were saying your co-host, like you guys have like a um, fashion line. So when you said that, I was like, that's really dope. But yeah, I love to make clothes. So most of the time, if I'm not making music or meditating or just sitting in the dark, because I would just sit in like silence for hours and just figure it out figure myself out, figure me out. Um, I'm all about that. I'm all about getting that long time <laughs> and getting into That's just where I'm at right now. So Once you yeah. said fashion, I had to go ahead and pull up your gram because it immediately when I saw it, it gave me like Missy Elliott vibes. I don't know if anybody's ever oh. said that to you, but that's what I got like, when I saw it. Look, I'm like, oh, this is giving me mad Missy vibes. Like just, you know, creates, you know how she things. makes things creative and it pops visually and it's eye-catching and it's, it makes mm-hmm. you look at it twice like oh what am I oh this is hot you know facts facts thank you that's really dope nobody said that but I appreciate it because I definitely believe in just doing different stuff and I'm all about creativity like I'm a creative all around I love that so thank you yeah, it's definitely visible in, in your appearance, your whole aesthetic. Thank you. So. I appreciate it. So, Carrera, you guys are really it's, it's great having you. Like, thank you for vibing and kicking it with us. We appreciate it. For sure. I, I know for we sure. was talking about downtime, and I've been meaning to ask Carrera because I've been telling her about P-Valley for a little while. I don't know if you've watched P-Valley. Have you seen it? Yeah, the whole thing. We haven't yeah. had a chance to talk about it, and I've been dying to talk about P-Valley. Can can both one of y'all please let me know what you think or or something? I want I want to talk about it. Carrera, you go first. I just want to say I can't wait to get back to the pink. Uh, okay. Because... <laughs> Listen, I was sleeping for for the longest. People were telling me, especially Shari, to get on this show. I'm like, I, I get to it, I get to it. But when I got to it, I didn't want to leave. I'm like, when is next season? Such a great show, so well done. The cinematography, the characters, like everything was well done. I really, really did like the show. And most of the uh, characters on that show, they were they're new newer actors, right? Yeah, most of them were like, if they're not new, they're at least not mainstream. Because I've never any most of them except for like Loretta Devine and like um I love the show too I'm all I love this I love stripping I love that whole culture of it and I love the fact that they had real strip like they had real dancers in there like them girls was really on that pole like with art like you know how sometimes just have stripper scenes or stripper movies or stuff and you just see them on the pole <laughs> kind of doing what you think they're but nah them girls right. was good I love the music too I love the fact that like it was super original um I love the cinematography like you said and I just love the all overall rawness of it I think that you know African-American film and it being so raw and then also showing the beauty of women, I loved that because it was all different shapes and sizes. The the main character, she wasn't just like the smallest or the like she just was supernatural. I loved how natural these girls were. Like I loved it in all in every aspect of it. Um yeah, I was I was inspired by it. I dev- and it made me want to like make like some stripper <laughs> records. So <laughs> 
I'm waiting for next season too. It's definitely a phase. I enjoyed the storytelling. Like we see so many reality shows and we tap into different people and walks of life, but how often do we get to see a show from a stripper's point of view? Like sex work is taboo and mm-hmm. people don't like to really get into it unless you're watching like real sex or there used to be a show back on the day that would come on like Showtime or HBO. It was about hookers, but to really give you like a fictional narrative of, you remember the show? I think it was called like a point or that. something like that. And it, and it, yeah, and they like they it was like um like a ranch. There there was that. There was a show and there were like a whole bunch of women who lived on the ranch and they did like sex works and they had visitors <laughs> and like Vegas or something, right? Yeah, I remember that. Is it like show. a bunny ranch or something like that? Yes, it was like yeah. a bunny ranch. I need now I'm like I have to find out what it was. I know exactly what you're I loved about. being able to like I don't want to say go behind the scenes, but just to get to see a story told from a whole different perspective. And then, like you said, they were like real looking mm-hmm. women, like they looked natural and they came in all different like shapes and sizes and, and complexions. And Uncle Clifford is like my favorite person, like my my yes. best friend in my head. Like, I just I just love it. And I love how much game they gave you while watching it as well, because what they're doing is very dangerous. And there's a lot that comes with being in the strip club. So one of the things that they talk about rule number, I don't know which rule it was, but it was like you always got to pay attention to your exits because you never know when you'll have to close turn a closed window to a door mm. which is some, some that's that's, that's a real okay that's like for anybody so yeah I, you're right other gems on there facts sydney who would you say is your favorite character I think I love, um, okay, I got to remember her name. The one that was getting, I'm sorry, I'm going through a brain fart. The one that was getting abused by the little white dude, and she was like the best stripper. I mean, I don't know. Her stripping was Mississippi. Mississippi. I don't know. I loved her. So drawn to her. Can we talk about that bop that little murder made? That M uh crickleta crickleta ah crickleta crickleta ah humpback humpback ah. She was fire. She was fire. I loved her. Like I I like the other girl too, the main character. Mercedes or Autumn? I like well, I love Mercedes, but Autumn was cool. She was cool. At first I wasn't really feeling her. I'm not even gonna lie, but she definitely she came around. <laughs> she came because I was just like, "What's up with her?" Like, I just wasn't mm-hmm. getting it. She wasn't as much as like the other characters, like how real she was coming off. Because the other ones were just super real right off bat, but she was the main mysterious one. So it took us, you know, you either liked her first off or you didn't. Wanted you to feel that way, like, mm. so yeah, yeah. I would have to say Mercedes. That was my girl. Yeah, I loved Mercedes. she didn't play either. And I, she man, she was about her business, and her story was super real too. Um, you know, because she had her daughter. She was trying to turn her life around. You know, as far as just taking the money that she earned, putting it into that um dance studio for her for young mm-hmm. women, getting her daughter, helping her daughter because her daughter was actually in the dance group anyway so she's like this is gonna help me get closer to her and then the daughter's adopted mom was what the dad's wife 
past. I guess he died. Mm-hmm. So it was just very, very real. Her story was very real to me. I definitely agree. Like she was definitely the most mm-hmm. relatable. I she was think. a hustler for real. Like she mm-hmm. had her goal in mind. She had the amount of money that she wanted to make before she got out the game. She had her intentions and she stuck she stuck to her boundaries. Like I'm not wasting time. I'm getting this money. I'm not taking it personally. And you know, we saw how mm-hmm. it got to play out. But she's somebody that you kind of feel for from the gate. Like you see what's going on and you you wanted to win. You're rooting for, you know. Exactly. She definitely is that girl that's like, you want her to win. She was that one. I loved how they made her character for sure. Carrera, did you want to go ahead and get into the BAP? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So this week's BAP is none other than the beautiful, talented Marseille Martin. So for those of you who are not familiar with her, she is a 16-year-old actress. She stars in the uh, ABC sitcom Blackish. Well, Miss Marseille Martin is out here breaking world records. She was just named the youngest executive producer, excuse me, producer in Hollywood ever. Um, at the age of 14, she became an executive producer of her oh, wow. uh, film uh, Little, which she starred in as well. So the Guinness uh, Book of mm-hmm. World Records uh, awarded her with that title um, just a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to shout her out because, like I said, she's only 16 out here already killing the game. At 14, she executive produced and starred in this film. And it's only up from here for this young lady. So shout out to you, Marseille Martin. You are this week's back. Shout out, Marseille Martin. Yes. She's fire. I was just about to say, have you guys seen her? She's so good. So good. I watch Little, and I'm telling you, I love that movie. <laughs> like, I really do. And it took me a long time to watch it. And I was like, why am I just now, like, watching this? This is, and I found out she was the producer of it or director of it or whatever you said. What did you say she did? She's the executive producer. The executive producer, excuse me. And she, that was, I really yeah, love that, that film. Really Shari, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it. Um, I have heard about it. I am a fan of hers from Blackish, so it's really great to see like this little girl kind of grow up like in front of our eyes and then move on to be like an executive producer mm-hmm. in Hollywood at 16. Like that's definitely commendable. Her mom and her dad must be she's phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Like I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I haven't I haven't had the chance to Me see the too. movie, but it's on my list of things to watch. Yes, cool. You'll definitely enjoy it. It's a cute movie. It's funny. Um, Regina Hall and uh, Issa Rae are also in the movie as well. Um, speaking of uh, Regina Hall, mm-hmm. did y'all see that she just turned 50? I saw that. You're looking great. <laughs> Amazing. Did y'all see the little looking video phenomenal. with the song? <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in it because it was so cute. It was <laughs> so funny. But she I love, 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 love Regina Hall. She's hilarious. She is very funny. She is so funny. I'm about to find it so I can tag you in it when you get off the thing you get to see it. So Shari, I'm gonna flip the roles a little bit this week and ask okay. you what have you been listening to? Honestly, I've been listening to Sydney's song outside. When you know, when I find a song that I like, I play it over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I've been listening to that since I want to say this past Friday. 
So, oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> so that's that's genuinely like how it is. I find a song that I like, like Babyface or something, and I'll play it until you know what I'm saying. And that's what I've that's been real. on. That's what I've been on. So that's what I've been. On <laughs> wow, that's so organic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sydney, you have anything that you've been listening to? Um. Okay. So I'm in this. I'm about to actually release a single soon. So what? What I'm learning is when you're in the middle of a rollout, you're in the middle of like recording, I try not to listen to anything. Um, I haven't really been listening to anything except for like the song or songs that I'm trying to fix or songs that I'm thinking about putting out, but really just me. And it's nothing because I, I have playlists out of this world. If I if I really need to listen to music, because I really will do my little morning playlist sometimes. If some if I'm in a bad mood or my mood feels a little off and I need a little uplifting, I've been listening to it's this song called Vinyl by this dude. Hold on, I gotta find his name. It's, it's fire. Y'all should definitely listen to it. His name is Berwyn. B E R W Y N. Okay, that song is very good. Um. So yeah, I've been listening to it's like a little feel good playlist. Um, so on there, Adele is on there. A lot of like Beyonce classics. Like I've been really in like a real slow. I'm moving out of my rap fast. Like I've really been in more. It's Christmas time, little time. So I, yeah, if I'm listening to music, it's that. But I really haven't been listening to a lot of stuff. Maybe meditation music, like binaural sounds, frequency sounds. That's that's more of what's on my playlist right now or my recently played okay cool cool and what have you been listening to i've been listening to a bunch of different things so of course with it being christmas time been listening to a lot of christmas music have like a playlist of christmas songs that i have on rotation um mostly like the classics like the old motown christmas music that's mm. like my favorite my favorite like genre of Christmas music. Well, genre within the genre of Christmas music. <laughs> um, what else? Um, a lot of like rap and hip hop. Um, I when I work out, I listen to um this hip hop playlist. It's supposed to be specifically for like working out. And from there, like even when I finish my workout, I've been continuing the playlist. So it's got me into different. <laughs> rappers that I never thought I'd be listening to so I was just telling Shari before we started uh little baby I've been listening to him a lot lately so he's fired <laughs> I, hey, I was unaware now I know <laughs> I'm glad you know girl he's really good I ain't even gonna cap he's good yeah, the, the music <laughs> is definitely good so that's pretty much what it's been for the most part this past week little baby in Motown Christmas classics <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Anything else you want to get into, uh, Shar? Before I don't think so. Sydney, is there anything else that you wanted to give our listeners? Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Can you tell us where we can find your music? Yes, ma'am. Um, you can find my music on all platforms. Sydney Cheyenne, C Y D N E I C H Y A N. Um, I do have a video out um, with To Fuck What You Thinking, which is one of my favorite songs on Spring Clean. You guys can check that out on YouTube. In about three weeks, give or take, hopefully, fingers crossed, the rollout will be done and the single will be out. It's called On Me, so I'm very, very excited. So everybody follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for just more updates, C-Y-D-N-E-I-C-H-Y-N. 
C-H-Y-A-N, Sydney Cheyenne on everything. And yeah, I'm just working. Um, I work a lot. I'm a hard worker. I'm a Capricorn. I believe in hard work. I believe in grinding. So that's just what I'm doing. Yeah. Capricorn. That's exciting. So that means you have a birthday coming up, right? I do have a birthday coming up. January 15th It's my day. I turned 26. You know, I'm just getting up there. You have anything planned for your birthday or anything that you're looking forward to doing in your 27th year? See... I wanted to go to Puerto Rico, but um, I'm probably, I wanted to go, I just knew I was going to be out of the country for the mm-hmm. next birthday, but I think I'm going to bring out of the country to Atlanta and I'm going to have me like a little nice staycation. I think I'm going to do a lot of self-care this year uh, and just be around a lot of great people and great energy. Maybe even have like a creative collab session. I love creating and recording. So maybe like a nice studio session or invite a lot of writers, producers, you know, instrumentalists and just vibe. That would be something that I would love to do. So I'm still thinking, and definitely food is on there. Like a dinner, I'm a foodie. So a dinner has to happen. So I can get all cute, take my little pictures and that'll be good. Yeah. So since you're a foodie, like what's your go-to meal? Like what's like the perfect thing that just got Sydney just and you feel when you know you're about to eat it. Salmon, rice, and broccoli is literally what I eat every day. Like I can eat that all the time, and I love pasta. So between salmon and pasta, that's about like I love like Alfredo, shrimp Alfredo, or salmon Alfredo. Um, so if if a place has really good pasta, oh, it's making me go crazy. Right. I love salmon too. Like those are the two things, my two go tos. Okay, you cook yourself? Huh? You cook yourself? Yeah, I cook myself. Like, I used to cook a lot, and then my boyfriend started cooking a lot for me, so I stopped cooking. And then I started eating out a lot, and now I'm back on cooking because I'm trying not to eat out. And plus, this twenty, this um, December 21st conjunction thing, <laughs> that, but... One of the things that they said is we just need to cleanse. I just kind of been trying not to eat as much fried foods and stuff like that. So I've been eating like a lot of kale and just, just you know, just restore my body, getting ready for the new year. Yeah, I got I got two parts. Um, my first question <laughs> is, what's some food that you're probably eating in Atlanta that we don't have up here? Like, what are some restaurants that are just your go tos or mm. something that we probably wouldn't have here in Philly? Okay, American Deli one. Do you guys have American Deli in Philly? Never heard of it. I didn't, okay, yeah, it's a wing spot. Um, they have great wings. I get hot lemon pepper sprinkle extra crispy every time. I think wings in Atlanta is just the thing. Like you have to go to American Deli when you come here. Um, there's a 24 hour taco spot called Mama's. You usually go when you're a little tipsy or coming back from the club because it's open 24 hours and they have like six seven dollar margaritas. It's it's a vibe. I don't know if the food is necessarily the most gourmet. Like, I'm not saying it's not good because it's good to me. But I think that you go for the fastness of it because there's a drive through as well. And then it's 24 hours. Um, I definitely think you should check that place out. Um, I'm trying to think like another place. Wait a it's, minute. You saying we can pull up through the drive through and get a margarita? Yes. Sure. Since the, pandemic, since the pandemic, they've been letting you do the margaritas to go. Mm-hmm. So okay. just get you a little margarita and, and to go. I think that was just the best thing. <laughs> One of the best things about Corona. I'm like, 
what? Um, I'm trying to think. There's so many, like, you know, Two Chains owns a lot of restaurants um, around here. Um, so, like, Escobar is pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, do you guys have a Herald's? I know Herald's is Chicago, but Herald's is like, like that's one of my favorite places. You guys don't have a Herald's. It's- we don't have a Herald's, unfortunately. Okay. It's a chicken bar. That's really good. Um, Goodfellas Pizza. You definitely want to go there because um, it's, I think it's open until like three. It's not 24 hours, but their pizza. It's just been around in Atlanta for so long. That's just definitely like a place that you want like to go just because it's monumental. Um, JR Cricket. So along with American Deli, American Deli is more like Asian owned, like foreign owned. I think JR Crickets is more American owned and JR Crickets, the first JR Crickets was here and it's a wing place as well. You definitely want to check that out. Um, they're not open 24 hours. I think they're open to like 12 or one, but they have like, very, very good wings. Very good. I think they have like fillies and shrimp and different stuff like that. But they're known for their wings. You definitely got to check it out. So yeah. is, is fillies, is that a Philly cheesesteak? Yeah. Sorry. I know. <laughs> We're from there. But they, that's why I said, I know, like, I don't know. Y'all might want to have that. So I, they, do have, they got it at American Deli too. Might not be for y'all. Y'all might not like the fillies here though. I don't know. Yeah, Philly people only eat cheese sticks in Philly. <laughs> I figure. Okay, I apologize. But we're here for the other stuff, though. <laughs> I thought yeah, so, too. I knew y'all was going to be like, girl, what? No. <laughs> well, that's that, hilarious. That's cool, though. You can put me on to a lot of new spots. And I've been to Atlanta a couple times, but I've never eaten at any of those spots that you just named. Yeah. Man, yeah, come on. I'm really into eating, so... Oh, which one is, I was going to say, which which one of those strip clubs has, like, really good wings? It's a strip club in Atlanta. Magic City. Magic, Magic City. City is the place that has the good wings. And that's the craziest, like, up the street from my house. But, yeah, Magic City. Magic City. That's is Magic City still open in the pandemic? I think so. I think so. I think so. It, it was... When I've been riding past, like, a couple of times recently, like, in the last two weeks, it hasn't been as packed. But I'm telling you, maybe, like, a month ago, it was still, I don't care what, it, it was still packed at night. I definitely believe it's still open. Yeah, it is. Because all the strip clubs is open. Yeah, it's open. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Dang, I think I might have to give up being a pescatarian for a minute and come down. Atlanta try all these different food spots. Yeah, you definitely got to give up the pescatarian just for the wings and just to try it just for that one week and then you could go back because I'm trying to be a pescatarian too. <laughs> I'm so addicted to the wings. I, that's the problem. I, I'm fine with everything else. Don't eat beef, don't eat pork, but the wings, I'm just yeah. And what you say? You said lemon pepper wings? Yeah, hot <laughs> lemon pepper wings. So you want to get the hot wings and then the lemon pepper one there, and it just gives you like, just yeah, girl. I'm telling you, y'all gotta try it. I think this calls for a trip to Atlanta. Sure. I mean, we might we, we might have to make something happen. I can pull up my calendar now. Let's and let me know when y'all come. In. So I don't know because I definitely want to link with you guys, and we could go and try some food. That oh, might be a little podcast for y'all. Maybe y'all could do a YouTube. One go try some food in Atlanta. We're working That'd on some visuals, so that 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 might be 
something you know? work out. Y'all should. You just try some different things, you know, that y'all haven't, like, heard of. Even y'all can take, like, a poll. Like, even if it's just things that maybe I said or some other people might be like, oh, this is a good place in Atlanta. Y'all could pick three, four places and go eat. So the, would you say, think. so would you say that the creative scene in Atlanta is like thriving and there's like a lot to do? Cause I know there's a lot of black owned restaurants and a lot of celebrities that own restaurants. So would you say that the creative scene like is thriving? I know you said it's oversaturated. It's definitely thriving. That's what I mean by it being oversaturated because it's everybody's working. Like we're all out here. Like and then even when you think that you know every creative, then you'll look on Instagram and find another or from Clubhouse. Be like, oh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a singer. or I'm a rapper. And it's like, oh, I never heard of her before. Click. And then you see her or him. They're doing all this crazy stuff. So I definitely think the creative scene is booming um, in every way, honestly, in every way. I think more and more people are now starting to get in tune with themselves and wanting to create and do what they love to do versus the nine to five way, not disrespecting that because, you know, but whoever is not really comfortable with that or satisfied, I'm starting to see that they're like, you know what, it's time for me to get out. So. Would you say that there's a lot of politics or is, is everybody usually pretty open to working and networking and supportive of one another? Definitely politics. Um, I think one, I think that Atlanta has like as much as people are like, oh, well, we love Atlanta. You know what I mean? There's still like that stigma of Atlanta. So I think that now that Atlanta is really winning and like has really found their niche and stuff, like I think that. It, there can be a lot of politics with certain things. It is very, like, as much as it's so saturated, it's still small. Like, it's still a small network. Like, once you really are out here, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. You know so-and-so. So it definitely is a lot of politics, I will say. And I think that that just comes with everybody wanting to win and everybody wanting to make it and everybody feeling like, okay, well, what are you going to do to help me? You know, um, I do think that there, I think with Clubhouse, it is starting to be an easier way for people to start helping. But I do think that we still are struggling with that a little bit with as far as like independent and just huge, you get what I'm saying? Or having a hundred fans, 200 fans versus having a million fans, like we don't really talk about that gap. Like it's, it's very here. You get what I'm saying? So I will say that we definitely are needing to work on that because it's still a lot of politics. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to women who are like navigating the music industry? I would say one, be your authentic self, because I think that that's the biggest thing, you know, and the thing that I didn't really you know, you always feel like you're yourself, but then when you're scrolling and you're comparing or you're feeling like inadequate because you're not doing what this person is doing or somebody hears your music and is like, okay, well, you're not this. Or, you know, there's just a lot of things that come into play of being an artist and being accepted and stuff like that. So as a woman, I just say be authentic, one, and two, know exactly what you want and also be okay with not knowing what you you know, be okay with like figuring yourself out because one, like once you're like, okay, I'm this person, this is what I'm doing. Nobody else can tell you anything. You know, it may take 
10 years. It may only take you one year. It may only, you know, it may take you months, you know, everybody's journey is different. So as long as you stay tunnel vision and also just make sure that you really are taking care of yourself, self-care is most important. And last thing is do music because you love it, not because you want to be famous or not because you want to make somebody else happy because this is a very, very long winded industry. It, it's a marathon, not a sprint. They say it all the time, you know, with life period, you know, music, you can have a hit one day and not, or you cannot have a hit one day. And then next thing you know, you're the top person. You know what I mean? So I think that just really remembering that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Just staying true to yourself, man. And just being happy, choosing your happiness over anything. That's awesome. Thank Very you well for that. Said. Appreciate that. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to to share with our listeners or anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, I just, I wish everybody the best. Be great. Um, I hope that 20, I'm, we've survived 2020. So blessings to you, beautiful Queens and blessings to everybody listening. Um, because we've made it. And regardless of if you feel like you've accomplished every goal you have for 2020, because I know we had so many expectations of 2020. 2020 right. <laughs> and girl, I'm going to be this. I'm doing this. And then it shut down, you know, and I know a lot of us can get off, you know, finagled about where we are. So I just say, give yourself a pat on the back because we only have two more weeks and <laughs> here and we've made it through so that's all I have to say blessings to you guys for sure that's actually a perfect segue um we typically end out the show with some words of encouragement and that's pretty much what I was going to say to everyone um I saw this post on twitter um they basically were saying like soon you're going to start seeing a lot of people talk about all the things they accomplished in 2020 despite covid and everything like that but for some of us, we may have not accomplished a lot of things. We may have um, had some losses, whether it be like death of family members or friends or finances, whatever the case is. But the fact that you made it to the end of this year, there's something to say in that. So as Sydney uh, said, um, pat yourself on the back. Be proud of that because that is an accomplishment in itself. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Real sweet. Awesome. If you can go ahead and give everybody your social media again so we can make sure that we follow and like and comment and subscribe, that would be terrific. Yes, ma'am. C-Y-D-N-E-I-C-H-Y-A-N on all platforms. Sydney Cheyenne, thank you so much for having me, guys. And I just look forward to meeting you guys in person and continuing to see you guys on your journey. Oh, yeah, you're going to meet us. Thank you so much. Thank you all for uh, listening in each week. Um, as we always say, follow us on Instagram at the Brown Girl Link Up. Everything spelled out correctly. Um, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> I think I forgot something last week. Yeah, rate, comment, and subscribe in iTunes or whatever um, format that you're listening on. Uh, when you do that, it helps us out, helps us to be able to invite more brown girls to the link up. Also, you can send us emails at thebrowngirllinkup at gmail.com. Anything else, Shar? 
I think that's it for today. Thank you again so much, Sydney. We appreciate having you. Thank you for participating and being part of the Brown Girl Link Up. We're wishing you a prosperous and a successful career, praying that it's blessed and that it's smooth and that you don't have to navigate through the politics too much because we know those waters could be a little bit murky. So we're just hoping that you continue to have a blessed 2020 and a blessed 2021. We're looking forward to more music from you and watching watching your everything blossom. Like we're looking forward to saying like, yo, we interviewed her, you know what I mean? Thank and she, she's next. So we're really looking forward to that. So thank you for participating for today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you guys for having me for sure. Thanks. Bye guys.